0: In the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit one god amen we will continue our bible study from the gospel of saint john tonight we will study john chapter uh, 20. Uh, saint john opens the first chapter of his gospel by proclaiming the eternal existence of the lord jesus christ when he said in the beginning was the word but this is completely different beginning in comparison to the opening chapters in the three other gospels matthew mark and uh, and luke so how saint john started his gospel is totally different than how Matthew Mark and Luke started their Gospels however in the closing chapters of the Gospel of Saint John he wrote about the same event recorded in the other Gospels Uh, all of them the four evangelists wrote about resurrection why because the resurrection represent the focus of the act of salvation as saint paul said if christ did not rise then your faith is in vain Uh, chapter 20 from the gospel of saint john explained to us the story of resurrection and by the way this is a gospel that we read it in the liturgy of the feast of resurrection the outline of the chapter from verse 1 to verse 10 the empty tomb from verse 11 to verse 18 mary magdalene sees the risen lord from verse 19 to 23 the apostles commissioned by god by the lord jesus christ Verse 24 to 29 seeing and believing and the last two verses 30 and 31 that you may believe so uh, god willing today will study the first 18 verses Uh, the empty tomb from verse 1 to 10 then mary magdalene sees the risen lord from 11 to 18 start from verse 1 now on the first day of the week mary magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and so that the stone had been taken away from the tomb uh, saint john seems to indicate that mary magdalene is alone Although uh, St. Matthew mentioned that she was with the other Mary, Mary of Clopas, who accompanied her or followed soon after her. If Mary Magdalene went alone, then the other Mary, Mary of Clopas, followed soon after her. The other Gospels actually listed Mary Magdalene as one of several women went together to the tomb on the first day of the week, uh, Sunday. So it may be that Mary or both Marys went first before the dawn and the rest of the women followed after them. Uh, So we can conclude maybe there are two or three groups of women went to the tomb on that morning. So here St. John speaks only about one group or about maybe one person, Mary Magdalene, who was especially prominent in her story. Uh, But we may ask who is missing from all these groups of women? St. Mary, the mother of God, is missing because she knows that her son rose from the dead and he is no longer in the tomb she didn't have to go to the tomb to believe in the resurrection of christ she already knew that her son rose from the dead mary magdalene uh, she was from a fishing village on the shores of the galilee and mary magdalene actually is considered a central figure In the story of resurrection she is mentioned 12 times in the Gospels 12 times in the story of resurrection she came as soon as the Sabbath of the Old Testament was over she came on Sunday early morning even it was dark yet and according to the literal application of the law it would have been incorrect to visit the tomb on the Sabbath. So she waited until the new Sabbath day, because Sunday now, the day of resurrection, became the new Sabbath. As you know, Sabbath means rest. So the day of rest, the day of the Lord, is the day of resurrection. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, uh, the gospel here begins with the first day in the new week. First day in the new week. As if the gospel proclaims to us a new resurrected life and a new world. The world changed after the resurrection of Christ. Because since that time, Christians have designated Sunday, at the day of the lord at the day of rest it is celebrated in the memory or in the reliving of the resurrection of the lord and it's called the lord's day in greek kriaki as we read in revelation chapter 1 verse 10 uh, verse 2 Then she ran after she saw the stone was taken away from the tomb and she saw the tomb is empty. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Uh, Mary Magdalene ran and came to those who would be most interested. And without introduction, uh, out of breath and anxious, crying out, she told them they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. Evidently, she had no idea that a resurrection had taken place. Uh, And I want you to notice that she told them we do not know where they have laid him. She did not say I do not know. We. The plural uh, proved actually that Mary Magdalene went with a group of women. So all of them did not know where they have laid him. Uh, So... Uh, St. John's Gospel actually here implies what the other evangelists mentioned in their Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that they were other women went to the tomb very early in the morning. Some believe that Mary Magdalene ran to Peter and John, while the other women ran to report the news to the rest of the disciples. verse 3 Peter therefore went out and the other disciple John and were going to the tomb so they both ran together and the other disciple John outran Peter and came to the tomb first and he stooping down and looking in saw the linen cloth lying there Yet he did not go in. The details of the visit of Peter and John are peculiar to this gospel. No other gospel actually mentioned these details except Saint John. Uh, Saint Luke mentioned briefly the visit of Saint Peter, Peter only. Uh, but here we have the whole scene pictured with all accuracy because john himself was eyewitness he was one of these two so he wrote the detail of what happened john the other disciple outran peter Uh, you know john was younger uh, more active than peter that's why he outran uh, peter john is restrained by wonder at what he sees when he saw the tomb empty the linen clothes in one area folded and the handkerchief on the other area so uh, taken by wonder he waited for peter to arrive uh, actually uh, uh, in some uh, translation It's not only did not go in, but he dared not to go in. He dared not to go in. Maybe out of respect of Peter, or uh, he was taken by the surprise. Uh, Or maybe he trusted the words of Mary Magdalene, uh, that the body is no longer in the tomb. Uh, And this means, uh, Jesus for John, means Jesus rose from the dead, as we read in verse 9. Verse 6. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen clothes lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, John, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. Believed in what? Verse 9, For as yet they did not know the scripture that he might must rise again from the dead. So, as soon as Peter came, he stepped inside. And john followed him both of them saw and believed because the body was no longer in the tomb the tomb is empty uh, saint john before the arrival of peter was standing there in awe and meditation thinking about what he is seeing here but peter actually with his natural impulsiveness ran inside the tomb to see what's going on. So, both apostles, John and Peter, acted typically and according to their character. Uh, And actually now we have two or three witnesses, Peter, John, and Mary Magdalene. As the Bible says, by mouth of two or three witnesses, everything is confirmed. So now actually we have three witnesses together confirming to us the resurrection of the Lord. Both saw the linen in which the body was wrapped, and the body was but the body was gone. So the linen is there, but the body was gone. Which was a sign that the body was not stolen. Because if anybody is stealing, any person is stealing the body. Why he would leave the linen? He will take the body with the linen, everything. Um, so, the fact they found the linen in its place, it's a proof of the resurrection of the Lord. And I want to bring to your attention, when Lazarus rose from the dead, he came out of the tomb wrapped with the grave clothes. But Jesus left the linen clothes in the tomb. Why? because Lazarus rose with mortal body. He left so many, some years and died after this. But Jesus is the first one who rose with the glorified body and he never dies again. Uh, some scholars argue and say that John did not suddenly came to believe in the resurrection, uh, but he was convinced that the body was stolen as mary magdalene said but of course this not right uh, early church father made the suggestion that john and peter when they saw the burial close this actually supported their belief in the resurrection of christ because if the body was taken uh, by robbers they would have taken the body wrapped in the clothes to avoid drawing attention to themselves. St. John Chrysostom actually says, if anyone had removed the body, he would not have stripped it first, nor would he have taken the trouble to remove and roll up the linen cloth and the handkerchief and put it in a place by itself. So, uh, early church father also suggested that it was the position and the form of the clothes, not only their presence, that convinced John and Peter with the resurrection. Think with me, if there is a thief, would he fold the, the linen clothes and fold the handkerchief and why he put this in one place and why he put this in the other place so not only the presence of the cloth but actually their position their manner their form is a strong indication for the resurrection of our lord jesus christ that's why actually the early church fathers which was approved or proved later on proved later on in the study of the shroud of turin that the lord jesus christ in his resurrection he emerged from the barrier clothes in a supernatural manner which allowed him to pass through the clothes and leaving them virtually in place like an empty cocoon so the lord actually as he came out of the tomb out of the stone he also came out of the clothes he did not move the clothes from its place and saint john made an emphasis that the handkerchief that had been around his head was folded and in another place what he saw was significant the linen wrapping lying and the napkin which had been on his head not lying with the linen cloth but separately folded up in a place by itself the first circumstance related to the linen was evidence that the body had not been hastily snatched away f- uh, from the tomb. Uh, whether the authorities or robbers uh, want to steal the body, they would have taken it with the linen. But the second circumstance is about the handkerchief Give them even stronger proof that there had been no hurry. Who will fold the handkerchief and place in its place? So these two uh, circumstances, the handkerchief here and the linen here, are indication of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The handkerchief was neatly folded and laid in a place by itself the linen being in another place. In this description and in this verse, the detailed and exact knowledge and remembrance of John as an eyewitness reaches its peak. He remembers exactly what he saw in the empty tomb. And the first fact, the very fact, sorry, the very fact that the napkin was folded did not escape his eye, the eye of St. John nor fade from his memory and that's why he mentioned even the handkerchief was folded. They felt in the tomb as if they were in a chamber where one had stripped or separated himself of one set of garment to assume another as, as Jesus actually left this garment to assume the another the glorified body of resurrection. And here, john had arrived as we said had arrived first as he raced toward the tomb but peter showed more courage as he stepped into the tomb looking for the body he wanted to check the matter in all its possibilities so john's speed encouraged peter to move more quickly while peter courage led john to step inside the tomb so both of them complemented one another as we read in in luke chapter 24 verse 12 peter saw and marveled and john saw and believed so both of them believed in the resurrection and he saw and believed Uh, not believed what mary has said they stole the body it's clear in verse 9 but they believed in the resurrection i i am sure standing and gazing at the folded handkerchief john saw the truth jesus has risen from the dead and uh, freed himself from all this wrapping uh, john and peter saw there were no sign of haste or confusion, or a search tomb. And verse 9 explains that they did not fully understand those scriptures of the Old Testament and the types or the symbols of the Old Testament about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But let us ask a question. Did they really have no understanding that Jesus would rise from the dead? Jesus actually spoke about His Resurrection several, several times. The Lord Jesus Christ prepared them for this event. So, they heard the word, the Resurrection, they knew it, but they did not understand it. Uh, Even the chief priests, according to the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 27, from verse 62 to 66, the chief priests and the Pharisees knew about the resurrection of Christ. That's why they went to Pilate and asked him to guard and seal the tomb, lest the disciples steal his body and say he rose from the dead. And and Jesus himself spoke several times repeatedly to the disciples about his resurrection. So they knew the word, but they could not understand it. And and, and Jesus actually did not only predict his resurrection, but he also emphasized that his resurrection from the dead would be the prophetic sign to authenticate his claim that he is Messiah. As if he is saying, if I did not rise, don't believe that I am the Messiah. But if I rise from the dead, then I am the true Messiah. Messiah. Uh, So now, actually, at the tomb, they did not only believe, but also they recalled the scripture that prophesied about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10 Then the disciples went away again To their own homes. They returned probably because they feared future trouble. It was hard for them to know what the Jews or the Jewish leader would do upon discovering that the body is no longer in the tomb. So they returned and joined their fellow disciples and waited to hear from God. St. John Chrysostom believes that the two disciples first, each one went to his own home as they felt amazed at what they saw. Uh, Then actually the resurrection started to touch their mind, so they returned and met with the other disciples in the upper room according to the commandment of the Lord. So while the two disciples Hurried back to their fellow disciples, Mary Magdalene stayed by the tomb and wept, as we read in verse 11. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, while the body of Jesus had lain. It was hard for her to leave the tomb without seeing the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. In her mind, he was stolen. So she saw two angels sitting there, one at the head and another at the feet. Matthew and Mark spoke about one angel, Luke spoke about two angels. Here, John spoke about two angels. Uh, uh, Here, actually, uh, he called them men because they appeared in human form in shining garments or white apparel. St. Gregory the Great, he said, the angel seated at the head proclaims the divinity of Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The other angel seated at the feet proclaims the incarnation of the Son of God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, the angels marveled why she is weeping because they expected her to be rejoicing that Jesus rose from the dead. That's why in verse 13 they asked her. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Uh, So there is the question, Why are you weeping? It is as though they were telling her, You should not weep. But, she assumed that uh, they asked this question to her because they don't know the cause of her tears. So she told them because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. Mary thought that it was a sufficient reason for her to weep and to cry. Then actually, I believe Mary felt certain power around her. That's why in verse 14, Now, when she had said this, she turned it around. She felt something. uh, That's why she turned around. And, And she saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. So, Mary did not realize that she is speaking with her Lord. That is Jesus, uh, who she has mistaken for the gardener, actually. Uh, why does St. John include the exchange or the dialogue between Mary and the Jesus Christ? And why Mary did not recognize him? Some people say, because the tears and the grief clouded her vision but other fathers said it is a theological symbolism of the hidden messiah but john the baptist did not recognize jesus until the holy spirit descended as a dove on his head in baptism and revealed jesus to john the baptist that he is the messiah the disciples on the road to Amoes in Luke chapter 24 did not recognize him until breaking of the bread at the supper. So it could be that his appearance is altered. Uh, now, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, uh, he's in his glorified body. And now his disciples and Mary Magdalene are seeing him for the first time in his glorified body. Then Jesus actually asked Mary some question in verse 15. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? That is the same question of the angels. Whom are you seeking? She, Mary, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. So, The Lord Jesus Christ repeated the same question uh, of the angels. uh, Why are you weeping? And also, he told her whom you are seeking, and this was mentioned in Matthew 28, verse 9 and 10. Whom are you seeking? Uh, Mary was not only weeping for the loss, but also... She was inquiring after him. She was seeking him. Mary thought that he is the gardener. Uh, So, Mary in her reply, she said, uh, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. I want you to notice that she used the word him, 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 three times, referring to him, uh, to to the Lord Jesus Christ, just him. Um, the omission of the name is understandable. She is so full of her loss that she assumes that other must know all about it. So when she says him to the gardener, the gardener would realize about whom she is speaking. Her own mind is so entirely filled with one subject that she supposes. Uh, to be in the mind of other. So what she is thinking, she is assuming it is in the mind of other. Uh, we can see here her passion and her eagerness, even after she recognized that this Jesus, you know she was a very, very zealous person so in a spiritual sense a truly gracious soul is willing to do anything to be at any trouble to enjoy christ mary was willing to do anything to go through any trouble to enjoy christ in the same way any godly soul will be willing to do anything to endure any trouble to enjoy the company and the unity with the lord jesus christ the soul that dearly loves him, as as Mary Magdalene, early and earnestly, and with whole heart will seek after him, like Mary Magdalene. Uh, And his absence, or the loss of his presence for a while, will sharpen the desire after uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. People, with godly souls, cannot endure his absence or even the loss of his presence for a very short time. And to that devoted love, to that devoted person like Mary Magdalene, the first word of the risen Lord are spoken. The first one the Lord spoke with her after resurrection was Mary Magdalene, because of her devotion, because of her, Love. She searched for him zealously and lovingly, and this qualified her to be the first to hear his joyful voice. Uh, So the voice of God is always most quickly heard by the heart that love him. Any heart that love him sincerely will hear quickly the voice of the Lord. verse 16 Jesus said to her Mary she turned and said to him Rabboni which is to say teacher when the Lord told her Mary she had heard her name in a well known voice and this actually brought back to her mind all the old association she said this is must be Christ, it is the master, so she told him Rabuni, which means literally my master. And actually, she fell at his feet to embrace him. And here, actually, as the Lord said, the good shepherd that the sheep recognize his voice. So the Lord here identified himself as a good shepherd whose sheep actually know his voice she recognized him when he said mary verse uh, 17 and 18 jesus said to her do not cling to me for i have not yet ascended to my father but go to my brethren and say to them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that she had spoken these things to her. This passage actually have given rise to variety of interpretation. Why the Lord told her, Do not cling to me or do not touch me while the lord jesus christ required thomas to touch him and he told him put your hand on my side and at the print of the nails Uh, so the question why he asked mary not to cling him or not to touch him there are many uh, interpretations some suggested that she she had cast herself at his feet perhaps to be even more sure that it, it is the Lord the body, and that uh, his words, uh, when he told her "Don't touch me" or "Don't cling to me," he, he want to prevent her from just clinging to his feet to make sure that is a real body of the risen Christ, or probably the reason for that he knew uh, that she would imagine that he will live with them on earth as Lazarus after his resurrection lived with them for some time. So he wants to bring to her attention, no, I'm ascending uh, soon to my father and your father. Uh, Also, he wanted her to preach the resurrection and ascension. Uh, And he did not arise to establish earthly kingdom. That's why he told her, I did not ascend to my father. So the emphasis here that he will ascend. I'm not here to establish earthly kingdom. He arose in order to ascend and establish his kingdom in our heart. St. John Chrysostom suggests that, having known the human Jesus, he is now asking her to show more respect for his glorified body. So she knew him before his resurrection, and for his crucifixion. Now he is asking her to show respect to the glorified body. That's why he used I did not ascend to my father. Other scholars suggest that her desire is to cling to him, mean to keep bound, bound to to, to, uh, to keep him bound to the earth, not to leave her and not to ascend. That's why he is telling her that his place. Is no longer in jerusalem but as our high priest offering himself as a true sacrifice his placed in heaven of heaven before the throne of the father also maybe he's urging her not to waste the time clinging to him uh, but go you have a mission run quickly to the apostles share with them the news of resurrection and that you have seen me. The word cling or touch in the Greek word literally means fisting on, or cling to, or grasp. So, And the tense is present here, do not cling to me. And the prohibition is for not an individual act, is not individual act for this moment only but a continuous act as if the lord is telling her do not continue to cling to me do not continue clinging to me now we have mission go preach the resurrection uh, stop clinging to me uh, yes you touched me you, you you hold my feet as we read in uh, matthew chapter 28 now go do your mission And the Lord told her, go and tell my brethren, my brethren. Now, after the resurrection and the fulfillment of salvation, the follower of the Lord Jesus Christ have become daughters and sons of God the Father. So become brethren to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, So in this sense, all of us will become brothers and sisters. We are born from the womb of the new Covenant church. Then the Lord told her, I am ascending to my father and to your father. He is speaking here in the present tense, but this present tense is used for the future. As if he regards what will happen in the future as if it's happening at hand right now. Of course, he did not ascend right away, he stayed 40 days on earth. So the message to the brethren is an assurance that going on to the Father or ascending to the Father, as he spoke to them several times, especially on Covenant Thursday, the night of his crucifixion, was about to be realized after 40 days. Now the victory over death has been accomplished. That's now, uh, uh, his appearance on earth uh, will be temporarily until he ascends into heaven and enter with his own blood into the heaven of heavens, as St. Paul explained in Hebrews. And here the Lord said, my father and your father, my God, your God. Because he is the father of the son, then he became our father, because now we are brethren. But he is father to the son by nature, but to us by adoption. Uh, So his victory over death became our victory. Uh, And we became one with him. We rose in him, and also we ascended into the heaven, as St. Paul said, in him. So his ascension to heaven is the ascension of the human nature in him before the Father. Uh, In the Gospels, the Lord used to call God the Father, my Father. Only one occasion he called him my God now he's using both my god and my father my god because he is our god and now jesus is our brother who are his brethren so he called my as the father my god but by nature he is his father and now he became our father by adoption so here actually he by saying my father your father my God, your God, he would want to express the full relationship which embraces in him and his redeemed, the believers that he redeemed. But almost all church fathers emphasized that. He did not say our father and our God, but he said my father and your father, my God and your God. He separated uh, between two uh, so the Lord insisted to distinguish between him and us by saying my father your father my God is your God uh, in order to emphasize that there is no equality with the Godhead of the Son of God. Yes, we are brethren, but he is son by nature, we are children by adoption. So he cannot say our Father or our God. There is distinction. in his relationship to the Father is totally distinct from our relationship to God the Father. Yes, in him we can call the Father our Father, and we call him our God. In him, but the relationship of the Son with the Father is totally distinguished from our relationship with God the Father. That's why he said, My father, your father, my God, your God. Uh, so he's our father, he's our God, he's Father to the Son by nature, Father to us by adoption. Uh, So, first he said, I'm ascending to my father, this natural relationship, and added your father, that is the result of adoption. Mary heard these words, she directly obeyed the Lord, and immediately ran to the apostles to tell them that she had seen the Lord and what he told her. She was ready and willing to obey the commandment of her Lord with the utmost cheerfulness and glad to go and to carry such news to the disciples, even though her interest and personal affection might have inclined her to desire to stay with Christ. And this is a perfect example of obedience. Sometimes I say, you know, I want to stay with Christ in, in, in solitary life or in, in retreat. I don't want to go to serve. Mary actually wanted actually to, to be with Christ, to cling to him. But once you told her, no, go, preach... Actually, she obeyed cheerfully against her own personal affection and desire to remain with Christ. And this is actually the meaning of the true obedience. This concludes actually our Bible study for tonight. Uh, I will give a quick summary in Arabic for our Bible study tonight. Ingell Yohanna Isra HaShirin about the al من عدد 1 ل 18 ده الإنجيل اللي احنا بنقرأه في العيد و... وده العيد ب... وده بيشرح لنا أحداث القيامة من كما رآها القديس يوحنا لأنه كان شاهد عيان لما راح القبر بيقول وفي أول الإسبوع جاءت مريم المجدرية إلى القبر باكرا والظلام باقي أول الإسبوع لهؤيم الحد لأن كان السبت ما قدرواش يتحركوا فيها حسب الشريعة اليهودية لكن في معنى رمزي هنا ان هنا السبت استبدل بيوم جديد بخليقة جديدة بقامة المسيح بحياة جديدة اول الاسبوع اول يوم في اسبوع جديد جاءت مريم المجدرية الى القبر باكرا والظلام باك في انجيل متى نعرف انها راحت مع مريم الاخرى اللي هي مريم كلوباس وفي مرقص ولوقا ان المريمات ربما مريم المجدليه راحت الاول بعد كده مريم كلوباس راحت بعدها وبعدين راحوا مجموعة من المريمات او النساء للقبر مريم كان المجدليه يمكن اول واحده كانت تروح والظلام باقي بيبان حبها ما كانش حتى منتظره حتى لما الشمس تطلع فما فيش تعارض ما بين الثلاث أناجيل على إزاي بيقولوا مريم أو مريم المجدلية أو مريمات أو النساء لأنه ممكن يكونوا راحوا على دفعات راحت فنظرت الحجر مرفوعا عن القبر أول ما شافت الحجر على طول في ذهنها هم سرقوا الجسد فرجعت بسرعة وجات لبطرس فراقدت ووجئت الى سمعان بطرس والى تلميذه الاخر الذي كان يسوع يحبه اللي هو يوحنا كاتب الانجيل وقالت لهما أخذوا السيد من القبر ولسنا نعلم اين وضعوه لسنا آه... انتوا عارفين كلمة لسنا جمع فده دليل ان مريم المجدليه مش لوحدها يعني ما قالتش ولست اعلم اين وضعوه لا له لسنا يعني كانوا مجموعة من النساء شافوا القبر فاضي الحجر من ضحرك فكلهم يعني قالوا كده ان الجسد اتسرق فراحوا لبطرس ويوحنا وربما بيت المريمات راحوا يبلغوا بقيه الرسل اول ما سمعوا كده راح بطرس ويوحنا خرجوا للقبر يوحنا شاب صغير جري بسرعه بطرس يعني اكبر منه في السن رحمة اخ عشي كده يقول وكان الاثنان يرقدان معا فسبق التلميذ الآخر بطرس وجاء أولا إلى القبر وانحنى فنظر الأكفان موضوع ولكنه لم يدخل يوحنا بس كده لا الأكفان موضوع ما دخلش ما دخلش ربما توقير لبطرس أكبر منه في السن فكان منتظره أو ربما اتخذ بالدهشة لما لقى الأكفان والأكفان موجودة منظمة في مكانها الإيدة دي سرقه ومعقول اللي هيسرق يطبق الاكفان ويطبق المنديل فوقف كده عمال يفكر هو ايه اللي حصل لغايه لما بطرس جه فلما جه بطرس بطرس على طول يعني يعني بيتحرك كده بمشاعره فجاء سمعان ان بطرس يتبعه ودخل القبر ونظر الاكفان موضوعة دخل بطرس القبر و... و... والمنديل الذي كان على رأسه ليس موضوعا مع الأكفان بل ملفوفا في معضع وحده خلوا بالكم الأكفان موجودة والمنديل لوحده ولما بطرس دخل يقول دخل أيضا التلميذ الآخر الذي جاء أولا إلى قبر ورأه فآمن طب إيه اللي شافوه عشان يؤمنه وأمنه بإيه هل أمنه أن الجسد تسرق زي ماريا بالمجدرية ما قالت ولا أمنه بالقيامة تخيلوا لو حد عايز يسرق هيشيل الأكفان ويطبقها ويحطها في مكانها وياخد المنديل ويلفه ويحطه في مكان لوحده استحال ده اللي عايز يسرق بيسرق الجسد بالأكفان عشان يجري وكده عشان كده هما لما شافوا ان الأكفان موجودة وال وال والمنديل اللي على راسه موجود لوحده دي فزاتها إثبات لحقيقة القيامة، والأباء بيقولوا إن سيد المسيح خرج من الأكفان دون أن يمسها، يعني الكفن كان مغطى سيد المسيح، هو خرج منها زي ما خرج من القبر والحجر مازال موضوع، والكفن بتاع تورين الدراسات أثبتت إن سيد المسيح لما قام خرج دون أن يمس الكفن. يعني ما رفعش كفن وقام لا هو قام دون أن يمسكه برضه عايز أقولك على حاجة لطيفة العصر لما قام من القبر خرج ملفوف بالأكفان لأنه خرج بجسد ميت مات بعد كده إنما سيد المسيح ترك الأكفان لأنه خرج بجسد لا يموت جسد القيامة جسد الممجد عشان كده بنسميه بكرة الرقدين يعني لعازر أم قبليه ابنة أرمال الاثنين قامت قبليه ابنة ياروس قامت قبليه طب ليه بنقول على المسيح بكرة الراقدين لأنه أول واحد يقوم بالجسد الممجد الجسد غير المائد يبقى الاثنين لما شافوا كده أمنوا بالقيامة و... وفي اي تسعة يأكد إن هم أمنوا بالقيامة يقول لأنهم لم يكونوا بعد يعرفون الكتاب أنه ينبغي أن يقوم من الأموات طب ده السيد المسيح قال لهم مرات كتير على قيامه ألهم ابن الإنسان يسلم في عيد الأمم يصلبونه بعد ثلاثة أيام يقوم من الأموات يعني إيه لم كانوا يعرفونه؟ ده, ده رؤساء الكهنة كانوا عارفين موضوع الإيامة ده, ده راحوا لبلاطس وقالوله احرص القبر واختموا لقال لأن المضل ده سمعناه بيقول إن هو هيقوم في اليوم الثالث هم كانوا عارفين الكلمة بس مش فاهمينها يعني إيه يعني إيه هيقوم؟ هيقوم في اليوم الأخير؟ يعني ما هي القيامة من الأموات؟ يقول وكانوا يتسألون فيما بينه ما هو القيام من الأمور فهنا فهن لما أمنوا مش بس أمنوا إنما أمنوا وفهموا كتب في اللحظة دي فهموا كل اللي اتكلمت على القيامة في, في اللحظة دي عرفوا النبوات ربنا فتح ذهنهم فعرفوا النبوات اللي بتتكلم على القيامة بعد كده قول في الميزان أيضا إلى موضوعهما ربما ما كنوش عارفين اليهود هيتعاملوا معهم ازاي لما عرفوا ان جسد مش موجود في القبر فرجعوا يوحنا ذهبي الفم بيقوله هما الاول كل واحد رجع لبيته وبعدين رجعوا تقابله مع عيد الرسل او يكونوا راحوا على طول على العلية مع بعيد الرسل اما مريم فكانت وقفة عند القبر خارجا تبكي مريم لسه مش مصدق الايامة مريم في ذهنها انهم سرقوا الجسد وفيما هي تبكي نحنت الى القبر بصت مره تانية للقبر تتأكد هو فعلا الجسد مش موجود فلاقيت ملكين بثياب نبيت جالسين واحد عند الرأس والاخر عند رجلين حيث كان جسد يسوع موضوع متى ومرء الزاكر ملاك واحد لو يحنا يحن ملاكين يعني ما فيش تعارض ما بين الروايات لإن ممكن يكون ده واحد بيوصف ملاك بس لو كان جالس على الحجر وده بيوصف الملاكين إنهم كانوا جوه القبر لكن قديس غريغوريوس يقول الملاك عند الرأس ده يمثل الميلاد الأزلي في البدء كان كلمة وكلمة كان عند الله وكان كلمة الله والملاك اللي عند الرجل يمثل التجسد والكلمة صار جسدا وحل بيننا التأمل يعني في وجود المكانين فالمكانين بيقولوا الملكين سوري فالملكين بيقولوا لها يا امرأة لماذا تبكين هم عايزون يقولولها انتي مش مفروض تبكي ده المسيح قام من الاموات انتي بتبكي ليه مفروض بفرحان انما هي فكرتهم ان هم ناس عاديين رجالة يعني فبيسألوها بيقولها انت بتبكي ليه فبتشرح لهم السبب فقالت لهم اخذوا سيدي ولست اعلم اين وضعوا بيقول ولما قال هذا التفتت الى الوراء ايه اللي خليها تلتفت وراها في قوة في اللحظة دي هي حسد بها حركة حسد ان في حاجة كده وراءها فبصت كده فلاقيت السيد المسيح نظرت يسوع واقفا ولم تعلم أنه يسوع فقال لها يسوع ألا سؤالين سؤال أولاني بتاع الملائكه يا إمرأة لمستبكين بكين، والسؤال الثاني من تطلبي يعني مريم المجدلية ما كانتش بس بتبكي إن هي مش لقي المسيح أو إن هو سارع الجسد إنها كانت بتطلب عيسى الجسد ده تاخد الجسد فين وده واضح في كلامها لما هي افتكرته ان البستاني قالت له يا سيد ان كنت انت قد حملته قل لي اين وضعت وانا اخذ وهنا اي نفس لها نفس الغيرة بتاعت ماريا من المجدلية تبكر باجتهاد تبحث عن ربنا هتتقابل مع ربنا وربنا يعلن لها نفسه زي ما ربنا القائم من الاموات اعلن نفسه اول مرة لمريم المجدلية بسبب اجتهادها وبسبب غيرتها وانها بحثت عنه وكانت تطلبه من كل قلبها هكذا كل نفس بتحب ربنا تبكر اليه تبحث عنه ربنا هيظهر لها ويعلن نفسه لها فربنا قال لها يا مريم يا مريم الصوت ده انا عارفا كويس ففي اللحظة دي ادركت انه ده ده سيد المسيح أنا الصوت ده زي ما قال خرافي تعرف صوتي فالتفتت تلك وقالت له ربوني ربوني معناه يا معلمي قال لها يسوع لا تلمسيني لا تلمسيني دي بتعمل أسئلة كتير لأ لها ما تلمسنيش برغم سمحتوما يلمسوا في تفسيرات كتيرة هي زي ما في إنجيل بشرح أنها سجدت ومسكت دقا وكأنها مسكة بقدمية عايزة تتأكد إن ده جسد حقيقي إن فعلا دقام من الأموات هي مش بتشوف روح ولا حاجة فسيد المسيح بيقولها لا 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 ما تلمسنيش يعني ما بلاش كده تلزقي بالطريقة دي أو السيد المسيح بالإنجليزي don't cling to me والكلمة اليوناني cling معناها يعني واحد يلاصق فبيقولها لا أنا مش عايز تكتبقوا يعني أنت عمدك رسالة رسالة دي تروح وتبشري بالقيامة فما تفتليش لازقة كده أو ملاصقة روحي وبشري بالقيامة لأنني لم أصعد بعد إلى أبي أنا لسه آه أنا قاعد معكم أربعين يوم بس بعد كده هصعد أنا مش زي العازر قمت وهقعد على الأرض كم سنة وموت زي ما العازر لا أنا مهمتي على الأرض انتهت ولازم أصعد كرئيس كهنة مكاني هو في السماء قدس الأخداس أمام عرش الآب. برضو لا تلمسيني عشان عايز أقول لها أن ده جسد قيامة الممجد يعني تتعامل لما تدي له احترام كجسد قيامة الممجد. ولكن اذهبي إلى أخوتي عندك رسالة هنا وقولي لهم إني أصعد إلى أبي وأبيكم وإله وإلهكم وهنا برضو التركيز على أنه صعد فهو عايز يقول لهم الصعودي اللي انتوكوا على يوم الخميس ريولة الصليب خلاص أنا تممت الصليب قمت من الأموات بعد 40 يوم أنا هصعد للسماء لأن ده كاني كشفيع ليكم هناك بدمي هادخل الأقداس الأقدس العليا بدامي عشان أكون شفيع ورئيس كهنه ليكم بس هنا كل الأباء ركزوا على إن قال أبي وأبيكم إلهي وإلهكم ماش إن أصعد إلى أبي أبينا وإلهنا لإن إبوة الأب للإبن ده بالطبيعه إنما إبوة الأب لنا بالتبني في المسيح بعد القيامة احنا بقينا اخوة لان تبنانا الله الاب عش كده قال ازهابي وقوله ف فلان احنا المسيح بيقول الله الاب ابي يبقى هو ابونا لان احنا بقينا في المسيح واحد لكن واحد في فرق برضو هو ابن بالطبيعة واحنا ابناء بالتبني يعني ما ننساش ان احنا تراب ورماط واحنا بقول ربنا إلهنا عشان كده المسيح اللي نبيق واحد معنا قال على الآب برضو إلهي لكن التركيز هنا الأبي أبي وأبيكم إله وإلهكم عشان يقول برضو علاقة مع الآب مختلفة تماما عن علاقتكم أنتم مع الآب أنا علاقتي بالطبيعة إنما أنتم بالتبني مري من كان لها رغبة تبقى ملاصقة للرب عشان كده قال لها لا ترمسيني او don't cling to me. لكن لما قال لها روحي وسابي اخواتي اطاعت فجاءت مريم المجدليه واخبرت التلاميذ انها رات الرب وانه قال لها هذا يعني احيانا لو واحد مثلا مثلا في دير عايز يعيش حياة وحده ورهبنه يرفض مثلا أنه يخدم لان عايز يتمتع بربنا هنا مثلا ربنا أول ما قال لمريم المجدلية روحي وكريزي بالرغم رغبتها الداخلية نهتبقى ملاسقة للرب إنما سمعت الكلام وخرجت وكرزت وهي دي الطاع الحقيقية الطاع أن الإنسان ينفذ صوت ربنا حتى ولو ده ضد رغبته الشخصية وضد اللي هو عايز يعمله ربنا يعطينا احنا الاسبوع جادة اسبوع الالام بسهل جادة البيبل الصدي بدري شوية لكن ربنا يعطينا ان احنا نحتفل بهذا الاسبوع نتمتع به في شاركة مع سيد المسيح زي ما معلمنا ابو قال لاعرفه وقوة قيامته وشاركة الامه لإلهنا المجد الدائم الى الابد آمين